Discussing the news that matters. Light Breakfast Front Page. All right, the latest is something that we don't usually see that very often. Uh, the former ruling political party and now the opposition party are getting into heated argument amongst themselves at the uh, parliament. So, uh, I mean, what can we make of this behavior, Martin? Well, I, politicians are human. I think it was a, a case of Ismail being unhappy with a, a, a photo that he thought was personal and it was being viraled. I think nowadays there's more scrutiny on public figures. Yeah. But if you think about it, we've actually had obscenities and uh, obscene gestures and shouting matches in Parliament before. It's quite a normal thing, isn't it? Yes, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think we should read too much into it. Uh, they've literally kissed and made up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I, it's quite normal to me. It's quite normal to see that. Huh? And yeah. have, you, have you seen sessions in like Taiwan? You know, they literally uh, climb over the benches in front of them and fight with each other and all that. But of course, this is, um, I feel, is unacceptable, especially because they are leaders and they have been voted into office. They need to uphold certain kind of standards. So for them to go as far as that, it's quite uncivilized, I would. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I agree with you, Anne. But Martin, you, you're right about one thing. What is the big deal about this? I, th- I, I don't know. Maybe some quarters want to yes, see. Yes, I'm, like, I'm a bit lost. <laughs> so, it, what was the issue actually? You know, because uh, first, I know they don't see uh, opposition uh, MPs as you know people who they usually see mm. as towing the line. Whatever mm. happens, we just mm. keep quiet amongst ourselves, right? Mm. So mm. to see this is something new in the opposition uh, MP uh, but, front. But uh, some quarters might want to say, oh, "Oh, something's happening in the opposition." Yeah. Mm. Maybe uh, they are also not that stable. What do you think? But is this something new? So this appears to be quite a, a personal issue, mm. right? If he says, Ismail has basically, uh, he told reporters he was dissatisfied that a photo of his friends visiting his sick daughter uh, went viral. And uh, mm. he said Tajurin had a role in that. And suddenly it broke out into this argument in uh, in the parliament lobby, not while they were debating anything. Yeah. So obviously this one looks like a personal squabble. That blew up and then it's blown over already. Right. So, so I, I reckon it's nothing really political. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, this is also not an isolated case. Um, Tajuddin actually was suspended from uh, Parliament for four days. And that was after he turned aggressive and shouted at Deputy Speaker Nga Koming, accusing the letter of not respecting him as the people's representative. So that happened before this. Right. Okay, so this is not the first case as well. So um, what... To touch it in. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whatever we're talking about today in regards with these two MPs is pretty much something we've seen before. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. And yeah. as Dan mentioned, don't forget Tajudin also uh, had this this uh, incident with Teresa Koch where he mm. appeared to be of referring course. to her yeah. <laughs> yeah. in not the most polite manner. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but as Martin says, um, I mean, I agree that MPs are also humans. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, so emotions can get um, pretty heated up, yeah. uh, you know, especially in Parliament. It's all about arguing and debating and all that and then personal things came into play so there you go alright so people are still talking about the whole uh, Tanjong PI by election and what a huge loss for the ruling coalition it has inspired well some people are talking about potential reshuffling of the cabinet even our Prime Minister Dr. Mahathir Mohamad has said about a possible reshuffling of cabinet but he didn't say exactly when uh, he said uh, not today not tomorrow but there might be one so is this like a knee jerk reaction or you know because of the Tanjung PI results or a genuine look into deeper trouble 
And we're looking at a by-election which saw Pakatan's probably worst electoral defeat, especially in a by-election, and since they came into power in May of last year, uh-huh. you know. But um, any good politician would obviously be shaken up by such results given the landslide majority uh, by Barisan National. And this is for reason that Tun Dr. Mahade is actually thinking of a cabinet reshuffle, which he has done, I'm sure, in the past, but hasn't really taken it up. So this, is, I believe, is just a consideration, not probably a definite cause of action, because it takes a lot to reshuffle a cabinet, especially at this point of time. So in relation to uh, if it's a, a reaction from Tanjung PI, there's also things like what I personally think, that I think uh, the ruling coalition just needs to communicate better. That, that's what I think. Uh, or Martin, you got any ideas? Yes, I, to be honest, I think the cabinet reshuffle talk is actually a bit of a deflection technique. Ah. Rather than confront the fact that the large defeat could be a referendum by the people, on Mahathir's leadership, he's quickly introduced a new element to distract people that keeps everyone off their toes, off guard. You know, like, uh, am I going to be chopped? People start discussing alliances. There's something else to speculate over. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, in actual fact, Mahathir was very much of the part of Tanjong Piai. And it was a, it was the largest defeat, as you say, suffered by a, a ruling coalition in a by-election. All right. So this whole cabinet uh, reshuffling talk could be, you know, part of it. But the larger picture, it's a lot bigger than that. Like they really need to uh, look into the way they do things. I'm, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, it may not be the one answer to change things and to make things better because, um, yeah, it obviously takes more. And there's a lot of things happening. I mean, APEC is coming soon. It's exactly one year from now. That's a huge summit. And having a reshuffle at this point of time probably is not really a good idea because everything is underway. There's a lot being prepared. So um, best to assess probably the situation right now and evaluate any decisions before taking any probably rational action. Guys, we are also witnessing clear and open defiance among PKR ranks, especially now that PKR youth number two uh, in open rebellion against the chief uh, who backs Azmin. This is uh, Muhammad Hilman Idham. I don't know. I, I kind of think that, well, this is nothing new. Uh, we already know that in PKR, we're used to them being uh, in infighting. But how does this bode, you know, for the health of their political party? We'll start with Martin, I guess. Well, factionalism is present in lots of political parties when uh, in the 80s there was Team A, Team B in AMNO and MCA. But yes, in PKR, it is unfortunately a very uh, public and vicious fight. Yeah. I even recall when Zaid Ibrahim had his uh, brief period in PKR in the 2010 or 11 party elections. It was, uh, it was quite volatile. In fact, in, within PKR, they'll tell you that the party elections that happened last year after the general elections were more bruising than the actual general elections itself. There was right. a lot. So uh, it's very unfortunate because PKR is the largest party in parliament and it is the only multiracial party which is led by Malays, which to me is should show the way forward because all the other Malay parties, which is Bersatu, Amno, Pass, and Amana, they are not multiracial. Yeah, so good. I wish the PKR politicians would recognize how important a position they hold in terms of showing us the way forward for the future and not get bogged down in personal rivalries. You know, they always mm. talk about transparency and they're being transparent about every single thing, even the infightings. But I, I don't know, I kind of feel like you show every your problems to the public as well. It's a bit of a problem, do you think, instead of having a solution for it. And I find it really interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's politics, right? I mean, um, at the end of the day, there's a lot of disagreements. But, uh, you know, when you wash uh, dirty linen in public, that's what you get, you know. But um, I see in this case, um, I mean, my opinion is that, you know, it's not very reasonable what he's saying, you know, that uh, Azmin should be the one to give it to Dr. Wan Aziza, it would be out of tradition for a woman to actually, you know, go and officiate. So it goes against the principle. I don't see this uh, as very reasonable because after all, she is uh, the DPM and of course she's been in PKR for the longest time. So Hilman doesn't really have that point there. And I feel that it is not healthy as well for party members to create any sort of you know, mutiny or lash out because of a minute issue like this. Yeah. So, like you said, you know, I mean, it's um, probably uncalled for. And Dr. Wan Aziza is, after all, the first uh, female DPM in Malaysia. She should be respected, if not only because of her gender, but also because of her title. And we are discussing current issues that surrounds us these days. Uh, most Well, today, somehow the theme is just uh, politics, which we, we did discuss about factions before. Uh, but also, right now, what people are talking about is how uh, the PKR number two, mm. uh, Datuk Sri Azmin Ali, some people might think he's stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. First of all, how common is it for a minister in the cabinet to have meetings with MPs from opposing parties at their residence? Uh, what do you think, Martin? Well, it certainly smacks of a political manoeuvring. Unfortunately, we're at a time when there's a lot of horse trading. People don't seem to be functioning on principle or ideology. There's basically a lot of manoeuvring and lines are getting blurred. Even if you look at the Malay Dignity Congress, you see politicians mm-hmm. from different uh, sides. You can't really tell which faction from which party is is backing who. I wish they would just get along with the business of running government. Yeah. But unfortunately, the, that particular meeting at Azmin's residence does smack of political manoeuvring. From a reader's point of view, from mm. a Ratyat's point of view and things, mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem that healthy to have these things, these manoeuvring happening, eh, And Erodes public confidence. Um, that's what uh, some people are saying, especially in an 18-month-old government and that people uh, also have the right to know what was discussed in that meeting. That's what, I mean, some people are also giving that view. Uh, this also goes to show that being a public figure like Azmin, of course, um, and in this case, a politician, uh, in Pakatan, uh, you definitely do not have a private life, whether you are in Pakatan or in Barisan, uh, you're constantly under public scrutiny. Um, but for the sake of common sense, it is really unlikely that cabinet ministers have meetings with MPs from opposing parties. You know, it's quite uncommon. And uh, these kinds of actions actually breed fake news, if I could use that term. Yeah. Gossip, yeah. undesirable speculations, especially for the media, gives them more work. Perhaps Azmin could disclose at least a few things that were discussed uh, instead of just sweeping it under the carpet with some, you know, very weak statements. Right. Mm. I think the, the people are very frustrated because what was clear last year was they voted for change. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the of the personalities are, are you know, they are throwbacks to an earlier era. Of course, mm-hmm. we hope to find more stability in there. <laughs> Can't believe it's only 18 months, uh, you know, Pakatan Harapan has been in government. Uh, but there are talks about <laughs> Prime Minister resigning already. But really, uh, what, what is the way forward for Pakatan Harapan, guys? To me, that question itself puts us into a lot of spectrum of things. Uh, firstly, I'd like to comment that when Tun Dr. Mahade campaigned, he promised to step down and give power to Anwar Ibrahim. We all know that. Uh, but it's also unethical and probably even rude to pressure the PM to resign at this point of time. Just 
just because uh, you know the reason given is you no know, go take care of your grandchildren. I clearly feel that this is like a case of them using Mahade and then just tossing him aside. So the question still remains: What is the way forward for Pakatan? This is not one that we should even be answering. But you know, if you ask me that, there are some possibilities. Um, Dr. Mahade could resign, give power to Anwar. Uh, he could stay and then stay as the chairperson of Bersatu. And especially after losing Tanjung Piai, uh, this should be a wake-up call for the government on their popularity among the Rakyat, which is dwindling. They should re-evaluate ways in which they need to execute and deal with various socio-economic issues. It is good that the government is hell-bent in fixing the economic crisis. We've seen some effort there. And that effort was also done by the previous government. But the people need help as well. I actually think he should set a date. Whether you're a big fan of his or not, you can't pretend that a 94-year-old is going to represent the long-term future. And he was part of a coalition that promised the handover. So now it's coming up to two years. It's, well, one and a half years, but we can see the two-year uh, deadline uh, pretty soon. So he should actually end uncertainty, which spills over into, into markets and mm. uh, investor confidence. Mm. And also it would do a great job in terms of stemming this constant speculation. If the Prime Minister said, yes, I'm going to step down on May 9th, uh, 2020, after two years, and hand over very specifically to Anwar Ibrahim, as promised, that would dispel a lot of the doubts and uncertainty that's floating around in Malaysia right now. All right. Thank you so much, Martin and Anne, for being here this morning. Thank you. Uh, and uh, next week, uh, Shaz will be back to cover your stories on the light front page.